0: Talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go to sunburymotors.com and guess what? You can check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, pre owned inventory. Great stuff. And then you can actually get the process going from the comfort of your own home. SunburyMotors.com. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday. Macatrillo Catrillo in the building. Uh,
1: yes, I am back and better than ever.
0: How did that recall vote go in Ward 4? <laughs>
1: I guess it went well. I didn't hear otherwise.
0: Well, if it went well, you and I are happy. If it didn't, well, <sighs> okay. How long is it going to take them to count the ballot? Are the results in the state official now, or do they have to wait for all these mail-in ballots?
1: Um, well, some mail-in ballots. I guess it depends on where you are, but the governor, I believe, extended the um, official count to get mail-in ballots in by next week, so June 9th. Um, so everything's okay. going to be unofficial probably until then. Okay. So
0: let's quickly do a roll call. NHL. All set? 2014 playoff? Eh, have to work out some logistics. Okay. Got it. But their players' association, they're in agreement. They're ready to go. Okay. MLS. Uh, avoid a lockout. They're in agreement. They're going to get going. NBA. Owners will vote tomorrow, but it's going to be a 22 team playoff. Or 22, they're going to play the last eight regular season games, then get to a playoff we going to start with 22 teams. And uh, they're in agreement. Am I missing anything, Matt? Am I missing somebody?
1: Uh, the disaster that is Major League Baseball.
0: So let's get to the Major League Baseball part. Major League Baseball owners, remember the players proposed a 114-game schedule. Major League Baseball is either going to there has decided the owners not to make a counter proposal. No counter proposal. So this is what they have the right to do. Now Rob Manfred is an attorney. He knows. I mean, when he sits down, he negotiates stuff. He knows what's in there. You're wondering at times whether the uh, the players this is actually stuff when they sat down in March and negotiated all this stuff out and you know they say, well the previous agreement we have the previous agreement we have all this stuff was in the previous agreement. That's the problem they have. The commissioner, has now the right to put together a season. And the owners feel it's one of two numbers, and they're both one's 48 and the other one's 50. So, you know, pick whatever games you want to pick here. But they're not going to make a counteroffer. They're going to. put forward that they're going to play either a 48 or a 50 game season I'm not sure which one ends up winning it doesn't really matter they claim that that as owners and prorate the salaries in other words you'll get paid for 50 games so essentially you get a little bit less than a third so Garrett Cole instead of 36 million gets 12 million or thereabouts 11.5 whatever the number ends up being so that's what they're going to do and they'll start the season probably in mid-July they will end it at the end of September they will not change the playoff structure it'll still be 10 teams getting in, not 14 and that's how they're going to play it and they're going to end the season on time in late October. Meanwhile, the NBA, if they play Game 7 of the NBA Finals, they go all the way through and they push out as far as they can push out on each series. Game 7 of the NBA Finals, with every game being played out, would be October 12th. So that would be close. Probably the same thing when it comes to hockey. And that's where it becomes really interesting, because then of course it then backs into next season. Baseball would able to, would be able to have a natural break between seasons. The NHL and the NBA would not. They'd have to then jerry-rig the 2021 schedules to get this done. You know, the NBA of course has done a great job over the years of really claiming Christmas Day as a day for the NBA. Well, you could actually start your season. But there's other... Remember, if you're going to October 12th, when's free agency? November 1st? October 15th? You have to have the free agency part. has to be in there. When do you do the draft? August? Supposedly, today's the day that they had put in that if you put your name into the NBA draft, today was the day that you'd be allowed to pull your name out or stay in. You had to make declaration.
1: And then what do you do about training camps, too? Because to me, Steve, if you're one of these teams that are either not going to Orlando or you're an early exit from Orlando... You can probably start training camp early November, let's say, but then what do you do for the playoff teams and let's say the finals teams? If well, you're the going two to, finals, if,
0: the, the two finals teams would be the ones that because the ones that exit the other, the two semifinal losers. Because remember, at this point, the two semifinal losers and the two finalists—that's about three weeks, right? So those exactly. other teams all have that extra three weeks. It's the price of success. But your team is going to be different, though. You know How many championship teams do you see that, like, hey, great, all 17 guys are back intact? Uh, no, that doesn't happen. So it does complicate what you're talking about. But remember, essentially what you're talking about really affects four teams. The other 26 are okay on lag time. It's a good question, though. Especially if you're the final.
1: Egad. And this brings me back to the schedule, too, Steve. And I think the NBA, at least for the regular season, will eventually make this permanent where they start on Christmas Day. They, they don't need... What do they have, like 10 preseason games? They don't need that many, in my opinion. If they had, like, five total... Then you can start training camps later, probably mid-November, which would give the finalists, what, five weeks, I think, instead of three? So I I just think that would just make more sense in terms of scheduling, but we'll see what happens there and how they work that out.
0: Well, yeah. Look, there's a formula for making money in all of this. I don't know what that, you know. And 82 games is part of the formula. Because I've always felt idealistically the season's better with 60. You also are trying to build in more breaks and rest time. You are trying to build that into your schedule. Well, 2021, if you have to start later, how many breaks do you build in for teams? How many games do you play? Do you play 70? Do you play 60? I don't know
1: I always thought 60 would be the appropriate amount yeah
0: but can you but can you afford to play 60 that's always the the key you have salaries so are you playing enough games and what's your TV contract say and I don't mean your TV contract when it comes to the national contract no that national contract is really built around the playoffs Yes, they carry regular season games. Both ESPN and TNT carry a lot of regular season games. There's no getting around it. So the part of the contract is about that. But what really interests the networks and where they make their sales and ad revenue deals with the playoffs. And that's... But... What about the effect, say you play 60 of the other 22 games? Is that enough games where you've got enough money to pay your bills? And do you have to then look at your regional network? Because the regional network carries the other 22 games. Unless it's a national game. So let's just pick... um, The regional network, I think, the regional network is allowed to carry any game... The TNT or ESPN does until you get to the second round of the playoffs. So that regional network is going you know, is going to lose 22 games worth of inventory if you play 60. At that point, the regional network is well within its rights to go back and say, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hold on a second here." So we're only going to do quarter of the games? Or three quarters of the games? We're going to miss a quarter of the games? Uh, We'd like a reduction. You see what I mean? That's where it becomes complicated. Every time we think of TV, we think of uh, national. We have to remember the regional networks and what they have to pay. And right now, they're doing fine, as uh, we've had people on the show talk about this. They're doing fine because they have all the cable outlets. Okay. And because they're getting money from cable, I know I think what you pay, what, $520 a month? Is that what? It's kind of a big number. But I know you can't be without, you know, episodes of Shark Tank. I worry about you, Matt. (laughs) Like the last two days I've been pushing for this recall vote, and, and you laughed it off. You should see the notes I'm getting from people who want it to be real. So that's going to be the issue now. They haven't said when the draft's going to be. Eight teams will not be in this restart, which is going to be July 31st. I mean, that restart is still almost two months away. It's seven weeks away, almost eight weeks away. And... That's a long time. Uh, by the way, nobody would be allowed in the stands, uh, including family, until they get to the playoff stage. During that eight-game frame where it's the regular season, uh, you um, that will not include... Uh, anybody in the seats. So that the eight games that each team plays before the playoff, nobody in seats. Then you can start having family members and so forth and staff in the seats. That's at least the initial plan. So the MLS is set. The NBA is just about set. The NHL is set. And... Anything else? Is there any other sport we're missing here?
1: Earth to MLB. Come in.
0: Major League Baseball claims that, that, look, and this makes sense. The more games that they play, uh, the national money really kicks in for the postseason. There's no getting around it. So that's. That's one. But you still are looking at your, whether it's Comcast, Sportsnet, or AT&T Sports, they can't... I mean, you're reducing the number of games they can carry. Major League Baseball gets 30% from the gate... They claim that if they go early if they go early or if they uh, play more games than 50 they'll lose their shirts. Now it's up to the players. The players can sit there and they can say, "Okay, we'd like 82 games, but we will we'll take a shave." All right. Or they can say, "We'll go with the 50." Or they could say, we're not playing. Those are, the, I think, the three options they have. We have no option. We have to go to a break. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key, routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hunnell's Wharf. And you go to sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Mercury, uh, Mercury, Mercury's gone. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. And great pre owned inventory, all at Sunbury Motors. You can go to sunburymotors.com and get the process started from the comfort of your own home. You're dealing with the best in Sunbury Motors. Alright, he is He loves To debate I asked him at quarterback club What job he would like to have He looked over at me and said I'd like to have yours To which I then responded I wish you a long, fruitful Wonderful, professional Football career <laughs> We all become protective of our own turf <laughs> But he would be outstanding at this job and that is P.J. Mustafer We had an opportunity yesterday to talk with the media.
2: I wanted to ask you about leadership uh, at Penn State football right now. You've been pointed to as someone on the rise as a leader. Um, how is that being handled under these circumstances? And additionally, the role of Shaka Tony within the locker room right now, can you kind of describe that as well? Um, yes, you know, I definitely uh think of myself as a leader, uh one of a leader of this team, but you know, when I think about my team, I think about, you know, the the different guys who are leaders too. You know, it, it's not just myself. We have so many guys who, who are in leadership positions right now and I think that's what makes this team uh very mature, um and and able to handle everything that's going on right now um and you know Shaka's another guy uh he you know he's been he's been a leader i think he's been a leader of this team since I stepped on campus 2 years so you know for me he's been a um a, a guy i can go to and i can talk to um and, you know he's always pointing me in the in, in the right direction you know what it's going to be some tough love with Shaka but you know at the end of the day you know he's going to have your best best interest in heart because he really cares about you and cares about the uh the team as a whole so you know Shaka's Shaka has been a leader of this team, and he will continue to be uh, during the season.
3: Next question is Rich Garcella, Redding Eagle. Hi, PJ. Thanks for your time today. No doubt. Um, Your background in debate and oratory, I was just wondering a couple, couple questions. What did you think of CJ's speech Sunday at the rally, and do mm-hmm. you have any thoughts on Coach Franklin's statement as well?
2: CJ's speech was beautiful. I think everybody uh you know really really wanted to hear what he had to say, you know, when I when I saw it cuz I'm not in town right now, um mm-hmm. but when I see the videos put out, I, I I clicked on the link as soon as I could get my hands on it. So, you know, CJ it, it, again, it goes back to the leadership on this team. CJ's one of the uh one of the veterans in the locker room, you know, a guy who has been vocal and and I think it just goes to show you that if guys in locker rooms across this country and, and, and Penn State football can start this conversation and lead this conversation, then I think change uh, change can happen everywhere because we have so many different diverse backgrounds and, and guys come from all over the place. And, you know, CJ just being a catalyst to start this conversation, you know, when it's not easy to do so, uh, just speaks, speaks volumes to the leadership we have in this locker room.
3: And how about Coach Franklin's statement? What were you, What did you think of that?
2: Coach Franklin, Coach, uh, same thing with Coach Franklin's statement. Coach Franklin's statement, you know, uh, you see a lot of uh, college coaches coming out with their statements, but, um, you know, Coach Franklin is an African-American man. And um, when when you look at African-American coaches, you know, they do, they do, they're put in different situations than than other coaches because uh the color of their skin. So for him to come out, and make an impactful statement on a sensitive touch, uh, subject, just be vo- volumes to, you know, people like myself, African-Americans in the locker room, because if he can do it, then we can all also do it. Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm. Next up is Audrey Snyder with the athletic. Go ahead, Audrey. There we go. I think I'm unmuted now. Uh, you for your time, PJ. Um, I'm just wondering kind of going off of, Rich's question um has coach Franklin have you guys met as a team to discuss everything going on did the leadership council meet or anything like that
2: Well, we've all we've all met um not just the leadership council we've all met we had an open discussion for everybody in the Penn State family not just uh players and coaches but the staff as well you know we've all we all sat down uh this past weekend and and just opened the floor up to everybody uh, who wants to, to say something about this and, and get everything off their chest. And I think it was it was really beneficial for us because we were able to take a step back and listen to everyone. And again, it's, it's important that we do it here because if we can't do it in our locker room, then it won't happen anywhere else. So we definitely did have discussion. And, um, you know, I think discussion during this time is very important moving forward.
3: Next up is Jerry DePaula, Pittsburgh Tribune Review hi PJ thank you very much for your time I, I was just wondering um I noticed your family has a lot of ties a couple other power five schools what uh, attracted
2: you to Penn State and why didn't you go to Notre Dame and West Virginia <laughs> uh, you know West Virginia and Notre Dame are two great schools um you know I definitely spend a, a lot of time around both those programs given that you know I do have family ties uh, but Penn State was just the right choice for me you know I'm not I'm not my mom and dad. I'm not my brother. I'm a, I'm a different person, and, and they understand that. And, you know, that's, that's just what it is. So, um, you know, when I'm looking at a school, it's going to be different from when they're looking at a school. So, uh, you know, I just – Penn State as a whole, um, when you think of Penn State, the first thing that comes to my mind always and it is what I tell people is that, you know, it's been a family from day one ever since I've been recruiting, been recruited, the coaches have remained the same. You know, they haven't treated me or my teammates any different from when they were recruiting us to the time we stepped on campus. So, you know, that's important to me that I have a support system, not only at home, but when I stepped on campus. So, uh, that's, that's the reason I chose Penn State. Um, and I'm I'm not saying that any of those other schools are bad, but, uh, you know, that's Penn State was Penn State was home for me. Mark Brennan, Lions
3: 247. Hey, PJ, excuse me. When people think about coaches, they think X's and O's and recruiting and okay. game stuff.
0: Um, but, you know, Coach Franklin obviously is dealing with a whole a bunch of different stuff now with respect to the pandemic, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, the protests. How is he doing from a leadership perspective there? And how is he communicating with you guys and, and maybe even your parents?
2: Uh, like I said, he's opened the floor up to us um he's he's taking a step back because you know when you think of coaches you think uh, of you know, leaders who who have the who have the voice who have the attention of everybody in the room and who who are the ones that are always speaking but coach Frank what he's done and and that's been important for us is he's taking a step back and he's allowed us to speak our minds you know he's like I said he we we had a discussion this past weekend um where he allowed anyone to speak if they wanted to um you know he's reaching out to guys we're having these uh conversations and i think that's what's so important about coach franklin is that you know he's going to love us uh whether it be the tough love he gives us on the field or whether it's uh you know putting an arm around us when things are difficult off the field you know he's always going to be there for us and and it's been the same since you know he's been recruiting us so coach frank never changed um you know he loves and cares for each one of us so uh you know we appreciate for him for that
3: Next up is Donnie Collins, Times Tribune. Hey, PJ. You guys have obviously a a spotlight on you guys, and, and, and especially at times like this, um, how, how how much work do you guys have to put into finding the right words to kind of express your thoughts and, and feelings, whether it's CJ's speech or, or James' statement, and, and 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 how how important is it to kind of set that right tone?
2: It's it's very important because when you're a african american uh football player at penn state um you you represent so much you represent your your family's name you represent the university you represent the guys in the locker room but you also represent uh young african American kids who aspire to be in our positions uh down the road so 20 years down the road i don't I don't want kids to feel like they don't have a voice I don't want them to feel like they can't say uh what they want to say um you know we we do have to walk a, a tight rope of of what we say but at the end of the day you know we are able to voice our opinions and we and, and we can do so so uh you know that's that's what's important for me when when going through all this i i want to be a representative of, of what to do for kids who who want to be in my position and i wanted to i want to do it the correct way
3: Next up is Nubias Wilborn, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette.
2: Hey, what up, brother? How you doing, man? Thanks for doing this. No doubt.
3: Man, respect, fam. Um, from this week, it obviously has been a tough week. But had there been a moment or two where you've been able to find some joy, some hope? If so, what's that
2: kind of been like? It has been a tough week. It, 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 it's been a it's been a long week. You know, we have so much going on in this country right now. You you, you turn on the TV. You Go on Twitter, you know it's it's all over the place, and rightfully so. You know people are people are tired of of you know the 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 multitude of injustices that are going on, and uh, you know I think it's 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 showing. And uh, you know I've I have a lot of respect uh, and love for everybody who's out there, um, you know doing what they can to really change the culture of the this country. So you know it, it, it is everywhere. Um, just taking a step back. You know, not, not being on social media, turning off the TV, and, you know, maybe going to get a workout and just to get my mind off things because it is everywhere and I'm able to, you know, I'm able to have a conversation with my family as well. So, you know, I'm it it is difficult, but, you know, I'm, I'm doing things to keep my mind busy working out, talking with my family. But, you know, like I said, um, you know, I'm not going to shy away from what's going on because uh, we have to face it if we want to change it.
3: John Sauber, Center Daily Times. Hey PJ, thanks for the time. Uh, I want to go back to last week when Aeneas had the that incident happen to him in, in Cincinnati. What was right. your reaction when you found out about it? And what was your message to him to sort of, you know, let him know you were there for him?
2: Uh when I first when I first saw his tweets, you know, I just wanted to make sure he was all right. He was safe. Um, you know, I think that's what a lot of guys around the team did when we first uh heard of the news. You know, we we reached out to him, made sure that he was uh you know in the in the correct mind space because when that does happen it takes a toll on on anybody no matter who you are so you know we all we all comforted him you know we allowed him to speak on what happened um you know we made sure he was okay and then you know what what was your second part of the question sir
3: what was sort of sort of your message to him and letting him know that you were there for him and and how did you sort of back him up there
2: Oh just yeah like I said just 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 talking to him you know wh- whatever he needs uh from us um you know guys going on Twitter uh yeah, su- supporting him and, and just letting him know that we're here and we're going to always have his back uh no matter what you know that's what a family does you know no matter what what happens to you we're always, we're always just going to have your back and love you so you know I think we made that message very clear um to him uh through social media and I think we people were allowed uh, we're able to see that support um, that we we gave him. So you know he's he moved forward from it. You know that's just that's just what happens in America, um, and, and it's a sad part. But I think he handled the situation very well, and he's going to continue to move forward. You know he's he's out there, um, you know facing facing the problems that we're we're going through right now. So he just having that incident, I think it it really opens up a lot of people's minds that it can happen to everyone. No matter if you're a Penn State football player, it it, it happens to everyone. So I think us seeing that and him seeing that, it really opens our eyes and allows us to grow and allows us to talk about it.
3: Next up is Frank Bodani, York Daily Record.
1: Hi, PJ. Uh, Thanks for your time today. Good to talk to you. And um, you mentioned Shaka at the beginning of this call and his leadership since you've been there. Can you talk just a little bit more about how he is unique as a leader how exactly he gets his message to guys what what the impact is and how that's yeah. helped you
2: oh yeah 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 you know Shaga's shaka's uh shaka's from a, a rough place in philly um you know i think a lot of us know that um you know his uh, his upbringing was was different from mine you know i'm i'm, I'm from a uh suburb of Baltimore, so you know i didn't have to grow up facing the challenges that uh he did but i think that's who uh i think that's what kind of made him um and you know Shaka, i i got i got so much love for Shaka. i'll give you a story uh it was last summer and uh you know doing doing pull-ups for bigger guys is difficult so you know they you they they bring out the bands for us to to do pull-ups and um i was i was going to do my pull-up and Shaka walks over and says no you don't need you don't need the band you can you can do that pull-up and i'm like and at first i'm like nah bro i i've, I've never i've never done a pull-up and uh and he's like, nah. You, well, I'm not gonna allow you to do to do the to do the pull up with the band right now. So he he takes the band off, and I'm like, well, all right, I gotta do my pull ups. So there's no band. I get on I get up on the bar and I do eight pull ups. So that just goes to show you that that Shaka is he, he cares so much about who you are and, and wants to develop develop you and um you know he he does have tough love. You know he's not always gonna uh. uh Tell you what you want to hear. He's going to tell you what you need to hear in order to improve. And I think that story just uh, resembles the type of guy he is.
3: Peter Turkstra, WTAJ. Hey, PJ. Um, sports can bring a variety of different people together, whether it's different races, different backgrounds, different upbringings. Um, mm-hmm. How important has sports been in your life in experiencing other people's stories, and how has that shaped your worldview?
2: uh sports has a huge impact on my life um you know the, the the impact on my life you you just can't you can't measure it i've I've been able to meet so many different people so many different from so many different places so many different races and and just you know when you when you bring a group of guys together uh no matter if it's basketball football soccer whatever it may be you're able to you're able to see uh, what you're what you're not used to, you know, um uh, like I said, I'm from a suburb in Baltimore, but when when I'm in the team environment, I get to see what guys are like from Philly, what guys are like from Wisconsin, what guys are like from Atlanta you know I get to see the many different things and it just brings you so much closer and makes you realize that you know who you are and and, and what you represent. So many guys have that same uh, that same mindset and and where we all come from, but you know that's that's just what makes sports so so great and so impactful. When you bring so many group of guys together, you're able to learn so much, and uh, I think that really shapes who you are uh, as a man and throughout the years.
3: Next up is Joe Giuliano, Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, hello, PJ. Thanks for the time.
0: We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the meeting uh, last weekend. Uh, what was your message to the team about what you see? What's been going on? And what was the most compelling message you heard from a teammate?
2: I, you know what, I can't, I can't give you, I can't give you just one. You know, I, I as much as I do, um, want to give you one statement that was said that was impactful. It was. It, it, it wasn't just one it was the many different ones that that you heard and it and it wasn't just like i said there was there were many people in that meeting it wasn't just football players and the coaches it was our staff so it included uh you know caucasian woman african-american men white men it, it included so many different people and just that the floor was so open for everybody discussing people were so comfortable but people were also able to voice you know what they felt um, it, it, it was just a beautiful thing to see because, you know, you know, we're always we're always so worried about football. Um, we're always so worried about what's going on in our life. But, you know, we take a step back and we really see what's going on around us and how we can change everything. I think that's that was the main message uh, of what was going on, that, you know, we can make a difference. And uh, and I think when when people say they can't, I think that's I, th- I think it's not true. I think people we can make a difference if we're able to have these discussions, if we're able to, to implement plans and go out in the community and, and make change, then then that's what's really going to help us moving forward as not only as a program but as a country. And I and I think that discussion was just so vital in uh in that first step of doing so. So I don't I don't think it was just one uh statement that was said. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
3: Next up is John dot happyvalley.com. Hey PJ, appreciate your time and hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, earlier, thanks PJ. Hey, earlier you called Penn State home. I wanted to ask, outside of football, what do you enjoy the most about being a student
1: athlete at Penn State?
2: Uh, I would say the love and support from from everybody. Um, when when you think of football players, you know everybody has their perception of us and, and what they think. And it, and truth be told, it's not always going to be positive. But when I'm on Penn State's campus and and just the amount of not only the respect but but the love that the community the teachers uh the staff members everybody just has for us and they really care about us i i think that's that's my favorite part about it because when you go to different places you know maybe the teacher doesn't really like football players or or maybe the community members and the students are just you know just shut them out but here at Penn State they don't do that and i and i've never had a situation i, I don't think my teammates have Either. Um, and, and that's just what I really enjoy because you can go out, uh, you can go downtown, you can be in the classroom, and, and teachers are going to show you the, the love and care uh, and respect that not only the coaches give, but, but everybody gives to us. So I think that's what I really enjoy about Penn State.
0: Intelligent, hard worker, and a chance, I think, this upcoming season. To really, he will be a multiple sack guy this season. I think now that he's going to get that the door is open to a full time role with with a rock of Gibraltar like Antonio Shelton next to him. I think PJ Mustafa has a chance to have a really big season, and you can tell how well spoken and intelligent he really is. One of those guys, I really enjoy talking to him, and yes. Every time I say, hey, how you doing, he always looks at me and says, hey, boss. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not your boss, man. (laughs) But he makes your job so much easier because he makes great plays and it's easy to talk about. All right, we will come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. On News Radio 1070 WKOK.